0: Hello, my name's Jay. I'm here with James and Matt, and welcome to the Boardman Band Podcast. Today we have a very special guest called Rebecca Roberts. She's the uh, current 2001, the 2021, sorry. <laughs> Welsh, what? This is Welsh, why you Welsh, never no, do an intro. 2021, Welsh and, and world current, strong, Welsh strongest woman. Yeah, world strongest woman. Thanks guys. Uh, that's, that's amazing. Okay,
1: yeah. Thank you very much for for coming, Rebecca. That's amazing. We've got the strongest woman in the world in our house.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, we need some security. Maybe 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 you shouldn't leave. He's looking, he's looking for some
3: security. Did <laughs> security at one point actually when I was in university? Did <laughs> you yeah. really?
1: Oh wow. It, I checked the the stats. Is this correct, uh, Rebecca? You're six foot four. Yes. 150 kilograms.
3: I'm oh, about 145 at the minute, but yeah. Wow.
1: Wow. <laughs> that is tall, six foot. I think you're the only woman I know that's six foot four.
3: Yeah, like when I first started the sport, um, I felt like I was just like way taller than any the female I'd ever known. But um, in the sport, you get a lot of females that are like over six foot. Um, height really helps in the sport. I've seen the men's, like all the men are like well over six foot tall. And yeah. mm-hmm. um, being taller just massively just helps. And what's your current <laughs> like
2: your current like record for lift. What is the current thing that you can do? That's like, just
1: you, um, know, makes you the strongest. You, you, in the world. You, actually yeah. you won a lot of the competitions in 2021, all the, she did really well in all the, I'm speaking for you in all the different, um, what would you call them?
3: Like, well, competitions. Or part
1: of the competition, all the different weights, events, in, all the different events yeah. within the competition.
3: Um, so in the last kind of two years, I've been the top three in every single event in every competition. Um, that's wow. the whole important thing in the sport that I do is just to be consistent so you can't have a weakness so that's one thing that I train is just to make sure that I've got no weak events and I'm consistent all around Yeah. so um, the last couple of years have been like really good for me like I'm actually the current Wales Strongest Woman, UK Strongest Woman, Europe's Strongest Woman and world's Strongest Woman oh. all in once. Wow. So.
1: <laughs> That's amazing. That's of an achievement. And the yeah. only way, right, I'd like to get into it later, but it's just what, pure dedication, training every day for hours and hours, right?
3: Um, Not every day, but yeah, I do a lot of training. I train like around five to six times a week. Right. Um, sessions at the minute are around three to four hours long. Right. Um, Session. Then, yeah. Wow. But I also do like morning cardio as well. I go for a 45 minute to an hour walk every morning as well. So
0: I'm, I'm assuming nutrition is a big part of that. How do you fit in the, the time to eat with four hour training? Meal prep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right.
3: Um, so we'll come of Meal we'll, prepping. We'll come, we'll come
1: into the in, individual sort of bits, the events that you do within your competition. But where did it start? Like where, where did you grow up?
3: Um, so I was born in Bangor in North Wales. Wales? <laughs> Wales take over. Over? Welsh born and bred in, yeah girl <laughs> 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 um, so I always compete under the Welsh flag like every time I compete um, but yeah I was born in Wales in 1994, I'm 27 now and yeah I had like quite a normal childhood up until I was around 12 and um, that's when my mum passed away and then when I was 13 and I'd got diagnosed with dementia so we were put into care when I was 13 ah. Um, so I grew up basically in a care home and um, me and all my siblings were split up. We've got this five of us. And um, so we were all in like different homes because I couldn't find a home suitable for all five of us at once. So it was quite hard growing up, especially when I had a younger brother who was like 11 years old. So I was kind of like mothering him as well as like doing my own thing, trying to like get myself through school and things like that. Um, I finally got my A-levels done and I was the first person under kind of care in my county to actually go to university. Um, So it was a massively new thing for them to have to deal with, like, how do you support someone going through to university with the social services? Um, So that was like a major milestone because all I wanted to do was to better myself. Because growing up in a care home, you saw loads of people that were on drugs that were kind of committing crimes and I was living with them. And I just looked at them and I was like, Do you know, I don't want my life to be like that. I don't want to grow up kind of in and out of prison and, and things like that. Um, How so, did yeah. mum pass
2: away, if you don't mind me asking?
3: And she had coronary heart disease and anemia. So it was quite like a sudden kind of thing. Like it was a Sunday morning and we kind of went out to play um, in the street and we weren't allowed to usually, but we thought we oh, will sneak past like my mum because my dad was in work. And we came back in around one o'clock in the afternoon, and my mum still hadn't woken up. And she was like, obviously she'd passed away on the sofa, and it was it was quite difficult, like, to deal with because I was only twelve at the time, and my, my little brother was six. So, to so go through that, and then obviously kind of half losing my dad at the same time, as well as trying to keep on track with things, it was quite tough. A and, short space of
2: time as well, and when yeah. you're changing through childhood. I mean, my, my dad passed away when when I was uh, 10, eleven as well. So no,
1: and you and and so so you were sort of like mum to your younger brother. So there were no just to confirm there were no foster parents. So it, you went into like a foster home.
3: Yeah, I was in like a, a care home, like a supported housing living, right? Um, up until I was sixteen, and then I moved into like my own kind of flat. Um, I was paying my own bills, but at the time. Um, my younger brother was in a foster home who were neglecting him. Oh, no. Um, so, like, after I finished school every day, I made sure that he had some kind of hobbies, so I'd use some of my money. I was only on £50 pounds a week. That's all that they gave me to live on. Um, I spent my money on bus tickets to take my little brother to tennis or to take him to swimming, to take him to golf, to keep him, like, involved in different activities and just kind of give him something to do rather than sit at home in, in his foster home where he wasn't really cared for.
1: And was your foster home okay?
3: Mine was okay, but I, it was basically living around people that were committing crimes all the time and yeah. and things like that. And so I just kind of kept myself to myself most of the time. Um, so I and So yeah. suppose you took on that
0: motherly role for for the rest of your siblings.
3: Yeah, but it's it's worked for him. He's got himself into university now as well, so he's doing really well. So we're like. I'm just kind of proud of the fact that he's managed to get through what he's gone through. Cause obviously it would have been even harder for him at six years old going through all of that. What, university did, you go,
2: what university did you go to?
3: Um, I went to Liverpool John Moore's. Oh, okay. Um, I studied friends psychology and criminal justice. Oh
2: wow. Um, Liverpool's originally, a fun city, no? Huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> got our cousins that live in Liverpool.
3: Well, I originally wanted to go into psychology because of my dad's dementia. Um, and then I volunteered in hospitals and, I was just like, I don't think this is where I feel like I can help the most. Um, but then, forensic psychology was something that appealed to me because then I could get behind the minds of criminals and hopefully see if I could help change, like on the inside. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. And did you work cool. in that
1: area in forensics? No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Was it useful? Were you to study.
3: It was fun to study, but I don't think a lot, a lot of people, like, they go to university and they do things completely different to their degree yeah. right, in the end, but it was a good degree to have, and yeah. I met some cool people and things like that, Um, and when I first joined university, I played rugby, and um, that's when I first started in kind of sports, Um, and I wanted to play for Wales was my kind of main thing, Um, and so... On the second year of university, like I captained the rugby team for for university, and I played for a Premiership level uh, rugby club. And um, but that all kind of came to fruition when at the end of my second year of university, I went on a night out, and um, I lost my friends and I was raped at night point. Um, wow! So that was hard to get through. <laughs> oh
2: to my say
1: god! Least.
3: Yeah,
2: and that was in that was in Liverpool.
3: Yeah. It was on a night out in in Liverpool. And so it was just that kind of turned my whole mentality and everything upside down. I went through depression, like really bad PTSD. Couldn't walk through the streets.
2: Not to sort of go too much into it, but like, was it just a guy that came up to you and was like, show you like what? Yeah,
3: basically like, um, I was just, I'd called myself a taxi and while I was waiting for it, he just kind of, Pushed me into an alleyway, knew where the taxi was. And if it wasn't for people coming, like walking past, like he wouldn't have been caught. Thankfully, he was caught and he went to prison for it. Oh, wow. And, Jeez. So I had to kind of go through all the court process Oh, my with God. It. But in that time, like my PTSD was unreal. Like I had really bad anxiety. I couldn't walk down the streets without having my phone like cling in my hand, like ready to call 999 if anything happened. And um, I gained about ten stone, something like that it in weight, saying, what
2: was your weight and what was your size when that happened? Um,
3: I was like a size kind of ten to twelve um I was around uh about ninety kilo ninety five kilos something like that um obviously that's still quite heavy for a because I am six relatively, relatively yeah. tall yeah um but after that, I bloomed and i I think I, I doubled in weight. I was like hundred and ninety kilos, something like that um within like eighteen months. Um, I completely quit rugby and just kind of one thing that I managed to do was I managed to complete my degree um, and they were really good with me. Like they helped me in the fact that I could like just do my degree from home rather than having to go into university and things like that. Um, and it was so that well, one
2: experience that just just like caused that, what, what did you have? Depression, anxiety, everything. Yeah, PTSD, like, wow. <laughs>
3: everything. Um, and while... That was going through the court case. And oh. um, I met somebody who ended up being abusive. And in that time, he tried to kill me. Oh my God. <laughs> no
1: way. Honestly, what? he tried
3: to throw me out of a third story window.
1: This is when you're 18?
3: This is when I was 20.
1: Right. Um, and what, when you met him through the court system, what, he was a lawyer or a back? You
3: no, I, I met him just kind of online on, on plenty of fish. Right. Um, around six months after it happened. Oh, okay. And yeah, he... Uh, he just, he was controlling and abusive and-
1: And you opened up to him, I guess, with everything that had happened. So he knew stuff about you personally, right. Yeah. And then he still did that.
3: I had like a, a big bay window where I kind of, where I lived and he tried to kind of push me out of it. And, and if it wasn't for the people who lived in the flat below me, um, I'd have probably gone through that window and, and oh died. My God. Like, it was pretty grueling, but he managed to get a sentence as well. Like- Fair, fair play to them. All the people in the flat below—they all went to court with me, and yeah. and kind of we all testified against him, and he got done. And so that was another thing that I had to go through, and that didn't help my mental health and things like that. I'm
2: thinking of these men now. Um, like you would absolutely
3: destroy them now, yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> just like picking them up and just yeah. like okay,
2: yeah. smashing them together. <laughs> um It's so weird because obviously, obviously, and I'm, I'm assuming that through all this bad experience and the, these things happening to you led you into, you know, the career that you are now. And yeah. how did you, I suppose, how did you, well, first of all, how did you come out of that?
3: Like, I, I met vision. my partner um, in May of 2016. And he originally just agreed to be my personal trainer. Um, so our first date was technically in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I was quite heavy, obviously. I was near 190 kilos. Um, I wanted to get my life back on track. And we just decided to go to the gym to lose weight. And he was very into strongman. Oh, he still is. He's still my partner now. And he's very into strongman. He competed himself on a more local level. And he decided that I was, well, he didn't decide, but he said that I was quite strong for, for, like, for a woman. And, um, yeah, he just kind of helped me with, like, the weight loss and things like that. We went to the gym, did some strength training. And... He was like do you know what you should enter a competition and I was like what no <laughs> mm-hmm. um but yeah then he entered me into UK strongest woman which was my first competition um and that was September 2016 so that was five months after I met him and I won it and um, wow. became Amazing. UK strongest woman within five months of, of wow. training with him wow that's unreal the rest is kind of history do you
1: do you think, like, uh, I know it's sort of a bit of a sort of deep question, but do you think if you didn't go through all that adversity that you would have gone and worked that hard to trying to become a strong woman in 2016?
3: No, not one bit. <laughs> so
1: that adversity was what sort of pushed you to, like, go, right, yeah. I said, I'm going to work hard now.
3: Yeah, I just wanted something better for myself. And I always have, like, even when I was in care, I always strived to do something better or be better and mm. and things like that. And kind of when I get a goal in my head, like that's it. Like, Mm. I'm going to achieve it. Yeah. And it's hard to explain to people,
2: but sometimes you've got to go through bad experiences to get to that point. Yes. The obstacle is the way.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Because like when, when I was at my lowest, I was suicidal and, and I tried to commit suicide like three times. And now. It's after
2: the rape around that time. Yes.
3: And now I'm in a position where I can kind of advocate for things like that. Mm. Like I openly, Kind of express that, like when I was at my worst, I didn't feel like there was any way out. But there is, like, there's better things coming if you just keep believing and believe that you can do something better and just keep pushing through your bad days and and things like that. So, like, I just try and and help other women get through experiences like this.
0: How did that first win, that first competition you entered, uh, do for your mental health after
3: that adversity? Oh, it was amazing because I had people come up to me saying that I was inspiring them. And then that's what I latched onto is just being able to inspire other people to be who they want to be and do what they want to do. And it was just amazing for my mental health to know that I was back achieving things. Like I felt at that point, right, I'm back on track now. Like I'm back on track with my life and I can keep pushing this and I know that I'm just going to kind of get through it.
1: And when you, when you like, I'm funny enough, somebody Died a few weeks ago. I shouldn't laugh, but next door, for they they killed themselves actually in one of the one of the, the apartments. Like, um is it something that you think right? I probably this probably won't kill me, or is it something where you're like, no, no, I definitely want this to just stop and finish? And because in my head, I'm like, if I don't wake up tonight, unless then no, I won't know. Because if you're dead, then everything stops. Is that what's going through your head? It would all the, all the pain would just stop.
3: I don't know. It's it's hard to explain. Like. Going through this now, at the time, I wanted everything to stop. Like, I wanted my whole life to end. Like, I didn't see a a way out. I didn't see a way that I could be happy, especially after everything that had happened. It felt like it was just one thing after another. But then seeing this and knowing that I could achieve something like that, it kind of opened the door and it kind of showed me a light that I could kind of run towards. and, And it's just opened up almost like life again for me. Like, when I first started... Um, all I would wear was black hoodies and black trackies and things yeah. like that. And like, I wouldn't have any kind of color. I wouldn't show any skin. I'd, kind of hide yourself away. Yeah. And now like I go into the gym in sports brand leggings. Like I'm probably one of the, the brightest people in the gym that you kind of see and things like that. And it's just a sport that's given me that back. I feel like it's given me my life back and saved my life There's in a way. Weird, um, that's awesome. There's
2: a there's an interesting like juxtaposition between like, you know, going through something where you're raped and that's a physical, someone's physically forcing something on you. And now you're the, you're the strongest woman <laughs> in the world. Like it's, it's the, t- the two almost come together in a weird way. Cause it's like, you know, you were, you were physically forced to do something. And then now you've trained and become, you know, it's, it's amazing. And, you know, what's great is that you, you, you've got so much light in you. I can tell already, like you're smiling, you're happy, you, you know, you're, <laughs> you're, yeah, flaunted. Absolutely. You know, it's,
1: it's, a, it's, uh, it's, it's, we interviewed, uh, Julius, you know, Julius Francis and like, he's a very strong, strong guy. And we said, you know, what was it that made you become so strong? and want to be a good fighter. And, um, he was actually, the police beat him up. Like consistently beat him up, put him in a in a really bad place. He said, "I'm never letting that happen to me again." They knocked him unconscious, and you know, so although what happened to you is way worse, in my opinion, um, he got strong so that, that wouldn't happen to protect himself again. And that's a story you hear strong over and over again. Tyson, Mike Tyson, whoever it is, is, to protect yourself, and that's what you've done. It's so amazing.
3: I think anyone that achieves big things has had something bad happen to yeah. them that kind of drives them. Yeah, like every person that I've met that's kind of achieves Something has always got like a backstory of, of yeah. something that yeah. they've got their drive from.
1: It's almost impossible to, I think, to like work hard if there's no adversity, because if everything's easy and everything just comes easy, no, like we, it? no, like why? Yeah. You know, you did like it's because you need. You know, the guy who sold WhatsApp I think was on food stamps at one point, right? And the, you know, it's because you, you you're pushed into a place where it's like I have to have this. That's why I'm gonna stay up till three in the morning every night rather than if everything's just there on the table, it's just, and it,
2: you know, it's do or die. Like you were at the point where you were like, right, I don't want to live. Yeah. And you know, you turned yeah. it around. I mean that five months of that, that's amazing. You're, <laughs> I'm just thinking of like the first time you were, in your in the gym with you, like your partner, you must have been like stronger than him, and he was the first. Yeah, <laughs> <sort> of <laughs> <is> um, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, love. Um, do you, I'll put you in a competition. See, see how you do. I think <laughs> I think it'd be <laughs> great. And, you, yeah. and you're like, oh no, maybe not. Yeah, no, go on. Just, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Rebecca, tell us uh, about the next step on your journey after that competition.
3: And um, we just carried on training yeah. basically, and I entered the next kind of competition. Um, so the way that we train, it works really well because he doesn't want to be beaten by a girl, but then he's slightly stronger than me. So I want to be beating him. Right, yeah. um, So it works really uh, well. So you're like this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we are around like the same kind of strength level really, because he kind of competes himself. Um, but he also competes in grip sport. Um, So the next competition that I did was actually the European Grip Championship. I saw you with
1: those grips and you held them for ages, like a long amount of time. Yeah, What is that? Is that the things you squeeze? Grip strength is really important and obviously you're too young, but I think uh, when you get to like 38 or something, um, you really lose. (laughs) The grip strength is like one of the first things that goes, isn't it? Uh,
2: I know they uh, look young, but... We're, we're in the same age category, those two, <laughs> they've been doing the a podcast, doing a podcast for 30 years. So that gives you an idea. Um, what, explain what the grip thing is.
3: Um, well, it's lots of like, it's a completely different sport. Like it's a full sport in itself. So they test like basically your hand, finger, thumb, wrist strength. Wow, um, oh, yeah. I've actually got the strongest grip in the world for a female. Can you, as well. can you shake wow. Jay's hand now? Really? Yeah, do no, really no, strong. God, seriously. <laughs> Let's I just want to, no, no, shake, grip. shake. I want to feel the grip. Shake.
0: But how, no, no go on. Give him a squeeze, please. 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 Okay, that's a, that's a grill, tell that much.
2: Oh my god! I want to do it. I'm scared. <laughs> my
3: hand is starting to sweat around I know
2: Have you seen James like this? James has going like this in the corner. He's
0: pumping his <laughs> butt. <body. laughs> I mean, compare the, compare the, lungs, the hand size. Compare the hand size. I mean, yeah, that's it's so cool. cool. Fuck me. <laughs> yeah. yeah you got small hands anyway.
2: <laughs> you missed it. Before you came in, backs, we were all there doing press ups and everything, tops off, like push, you know, when you push hard on the wall. <laughs> um, no, I'm joking. But okay. So that's no, a question no, on, on, that,
1: on, that. on that. Sorry. So, what you, you know, you said earlier you met your partner, you trained, and he said, Oh, yeah, you know, you're quite strong. Was you like insanely strong at that point without any training?
3: Um, well, when I first kind of came into the spot, I was strong for a beginner, really. Like, um, my deadlift was only around, was, was around 80 kilos. Right. Um, I could probably bench press around 50 to 60 kilos at that yeah, time. Yeah. So I came in with quite a decent kind Moderately of strength. Moderately strong. Yeah. Um, but he coaches as well. So he knew like exactly what to do to kind of get my strength back. Um, to what it was in the rugby days when I did play rugby, because yeah. that takes a lot of kind of strength. Um, and I'd not really done any gym work in around like a year, a year and a half. So my strength really kind of came back quite quickly. Um, and then at UK strongest woman, my deadlift was around 200 kilos um, at that time. Um, now my deadlift's about 280 kilos. And thought, That's, oh. insane.
1: That's insane. All right. So if we can talk about the weights, I saw, <laughs> so I've seen you lift 170 kilogram rock you've got the unofficial world record for hundred and eighty kilogram rot, yeah. round <laughs> rot. <rock. laughs>
2: Is it rock or stone, I think? Stone. Right.
3: stone. He's living in
2: the Flintstone area. <laughs> he, he thinks you'd like lifting rocks out like there on He's the Thames like or something. like
3: caveman, like <laughs> Freddie Flintstone, picking <Yeah. laughs> you know, up rocks. No, cause I, you know, th- there's all this uh, debate. You don't need to go to a gym, just go and like find a cave somewhere. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's this thing, isn't there about like, you know, um, you know, the differences between men and women. And, you know, I don't think anyone can argue that the average man is stronger than the average woman. But I thought, you know, the strongest woman before I looked into you and like what you've achieved, I thought the strongest woman would be, you know, stronger than the average man. But you're actually stronger than a, a guy who's very strong. For example, we all work out quite a lot. M- me and Matt work out quite a lot. Here
0: we go. Here we go. As you can tell Still from looking. Jay's grip, as you can
1: tell from his grip, he's a bit, you know. but you <laughs> you are stronger than us a lot, by a long way. No, by a long way. No, a bit, yeah. a long yeah. way yeah. Like not know, just 180, 180 kilograms it. to lift it up. And like I asked my friend Sior. Um, and he's, um, he does all these competitions and he's a, he's a big, big, strong guy and he said, no way could he lift a hundred and seventy to him. I said hundred and seventy to him. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That, that's insane. Cause it, and I want to know your thoughts on that. Cause obviously, you know, he's just basically said that, you know, men are stronger than women, but average obviously. man is stronger than the average woman physically. A fact. That's a fact.
1: That's right, a would fact. Do you agree with that yeah, Rebecca?
3: I, mean, I agree with that probably like without any kind of gym training and yeah. things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah but it's mainly kind of like genetics and, and hard work and actually knowing how to train. Like hmm. you see a lot of people in the gym that are just doing the completely wrong thing and they're not progressing as well as like right. what they would do if they had like the right coaching and the right kind of... Remember brutality. what, remember
2: what um, And I don't know if you agree with this, but I think Martin told us that the, the, the strongest woman now is
3: way stronger than the men were 30 years
2: ago. Is yeah, true?
3: Yeah, we're lifting, we're lifting heavier weights at World's Strongest Woman than they did at World's Strongest Man wow. at that time. Wow. So
2: wow,
3: that was quite insane. Like, so, I
2: mean, that's that's obviously a lot to do with the time progressing as well, right? And the nutrition and, yeah. and like you said, the right training and and that kind of thing. Um, that's incredible. And that's without
1: cool. without going into like too much detail on diet, because I'm sure with everything you know, you could spend hours telling us about nutrition and diets, but is it what we would expect, super high protein a good amount of carbs and kind of high fats as well?
3: Um, so it depends really what when I'm training or, or what what competitions are basically. So um, around five months of the year, I'll be kind of cutting. Um, so I've just come out of a cut now and I'll be bulking to go up to World's Strongest Woman. Um, so I was on around 4,000 calories a day um, and mo- mainly that was like protein and carbs and quite low fat. Okay. Um. But now I'll be like having like a lot more carbs, and my protein is around 300 grams a day. Okay. And I'll be having around like 6,000 calories. Wow. that's, like, that's not training. crazy.
1: That's crazy. No, Re- look how much Rebecca's lifting. That, like I mean, you got that's an insane amount to lift. It's a lot. And you're is. six foot four and 145 kilograms. Oh, okay. Put the, that three, into three thousand, four thousand calories is not. That's when she's cutting. Yeah. Now to six,
2: no, 6 Yeah, but 300 <laughs> grams of protein. I would have thought like, you know, you can get that in. That's, that might be, yeah. I thought it'd be more than that. Okay. So switch that into food. Give us a, give us a day where you'll eat a lot. What What? give us what like, like, okay, you (laughs) eat a lot, whether you're training or, or you're ready for competition. What would that be? Um, If you can, well, like it. the
3: day before a competition, like I smashed like a large dominoes with garlic bread, cookies, and basically- I'm A large dominoes, every, what, is it
2: 16 pieces of pizza? Yeah. No. Okay. Like,
3: like massive, <laughs> I don't even know how many sizes, right. but, um, and I literally like almost have food in my hand all day, basically, and like water and electrolyte like like drinks and things like that. And then I usually go for an all-you-can-eat buffet breakfast um, okay. for a competition, but kind of a typical day's eating for me would be- um, oats in the morning with steak and eggs and then a couple of like, Steak and eggs. eggs in the morning? Yeah oh.
2: <laughs> Come on, protein, with yeah. <laughs> um,
3: and then a couple of hours later it'll be like protein and rice and or like sometimes if I'm feeling lazy I'll have a big bowl of cereal with a protein shake with some like peanut butter and stuff in and then like that's kind of repeated every few hours um, and then like I'll have like little treats and stuff in as well because when I was at like, my biggest I had like a really bad binge eating disorder um, so I can't feel restricted in what I eat. Like that's one thing. Like if somebody tries to restrict what I'm eating, like I just go off and completely binge on loads of rubbish. Um, so like I let myself have like treats every day. Like
1: it's good that um, you know that about yourself because I'm, I'm the same. Yeah. Like, I don't know if there's chocolate in the fridge, it's going as much as I can say. Like don't <laughs> or whatever it is, it's gonna. I'm I'm gonna yeah. eat it no matter how hard I tell myself.
2: Well, it's I, that, that a good thing. I mean, listening to that is kind of like a bit flipping depressing my side because like, we eat a lot and that's probably why we're fat because we're eating loads. Mm. Like, we eat a lot. Yeah, I know. That doesn't sound too bad. <laughs> I, like, we can smash but No, pizza but also and... that
1: you don't restrict yourself too much. Like, that's good. Like, she, she can't have some. Rebecca can't have someone go to say, oh, you know, only eat this, yeah, only yeah, eat that. Yeah, that's yeah. the hard yeah. thing.
3: Yeah. That's when I just go Nah, I'm a rebel. I'm just gonna go and smash a big Domino's or something. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So you can kind, of, you can kind
2: of eat anything then, in a way. Is there anything you can't eat?
3: No, not really. Like um, I have a cheat meal every kind of two weeks where I will have like a takeaway or whatever I'm fancying. But on the day, like as long as I'm hitting my macros, then I can anything's game really. So it's I, good.
1: I honestly find the more I eat, the stronger I feel. Like if I, I don't have if a mental thing, but I've the last week I've done an experiment. I, I've halved what I eat. And I just, I have not the same energy in the gym that I normally have. So like, I feel like it, 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 it can be anything, anything. I feel like I've way more energy.
3: Yeah. Feud food, food is fuel though, isn't it? Like yeah. you wouldn't go on a, a drive with like an empty gas tank, would you? It's just the same thing. Like yeah. you need to make sure that your tanks fall before you go and do a training session and yeah, hopefully gain some strength.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And do you, you know, I want to go into more of the, the competition stuff, but do you love it? Like, are you loving yeah. what you You seem like you do? It's like, it's great. Yeah,
3: definitely. Like, Absolutely um, love it. It's taken a while for me to come out of my shell. Like even in my first couple of years of competing, I was still um, struggling with my anxiety and, and kind of, um, it was really through COVID that I lost the bulk of the weight. Um, I went from 180 kilos to 130 kilo in COVID because it wasn't a competition. So I could really focus on the weight loss. Mm. And that's when I went on like I know this might sound cheesy, but a little bit of a journey of like just self-love and like learning to you know to love myself and embrace who I am. Yeah, I did the same. And that's when like I really like found that this is what I'm meant to be. that like, yeah. I finally found who I'm meant to be, um, and things like that. So it was COVID that really kind of helped me. How it's would you define
1: self-love? Like, what would that? What would how would what would be the metrics for that?
3: Oh, well, it's just. Learning to love who you are, it's just as basic as that really. It's like, if you can love yourself and love who you are, that means that like, it'll massively help you be able to like help other people to love themselves. I could get so many messages on Instagram and things like that of people that have said that I've massively helped them to kind of embrace who they are. And um, one recently that saw me in a competition a few months ago said that she walked into work the next day with her head held high and that made me cry <laughs> um. because like she saw me there competing as a plus size person and obviously we don't get uh, well there's a lot of stigma around plus size people and and that we should kind of hide away and not be seen and not be heard and things like that um and she saw me competing she saw me happy she saw me flourishing and she then kind of took that energy and kind of had it herself then, like she walked into work next day, had held high, confident in who she was and things like that mean more to me than the trophies. Like i yeah. happily hand back every trophy that I've got to have more people And like that's that. changed
2: a day. It could even change your life. It's, it's a simple yeah. thing like a smile. You know, when you smile at people, it just, it just changes everything. Yeah. Like you, you just, it, it's such a, it's such a good, um good, good attribute to have. And, and it's weird because you, you think that when you have it, you think so many other people do. And there's a lot of people that don't. You know, and the same happened with me with COVID. I went through the same sort of thing. And it's hard to say, I think we can say it now more than during COVID, but, you know, obviously so many bad things happened during COVID and lots of people died. But there was like this other group of people, which I'm lucky to fall into. And sounds like yourself did as well. It was was like, you know, amazing. It was soul searching. I got to lose weight, got to exercise, got to read, got to do things that, you know, that you just wouldn't be able to do. Um, And like you said, love yourself as well, which is like, I don't know, most important thing, I think.
1: Yeah, no, it's like the smiling thing that we, Matt came to see me while, when I was living in Bali. And I just, every person that he went up to, <laughs> where it was like the guy at the gym, working at the gym. And, and I did an experiment. One day I just smiled and said hello to everybody up, you know, in the ice cream shop, wherever I was. And everybody responds nicely, everybody smiles back.
2: And I've noticed when there's been a time where, apart I- from the children in the ice cream shop, because I <laughs> was
1: a
0: little old. <laughs>
3: Don't talk to strangers.
2: He was there going, I like, saw oh, the mums <laughs> getting naked.
3: he
2: <laughs> You just see the mums run out and a wanted a like, poster on the... He'd <laughs> <laughs> wearing that shirt as well. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah! <You're right. laughs> you welcome. don't have my shirt, Rebecca, do
0: you? <laughs> I've
1: noticed if I've had a, like an argument or whatever, and you go into the gym and you're like in a bad mood and everybody gives you the bad vibes back, yeah. as soon as you just change that and smile, and I, like, I think everyone's been in that bad place, yeah. like in a bad mood. I've been in a terrible mood in the gym and it's like, you want to, like, everyone gives you bad energy. Yeah. But as soon as you smile and just everybody, guys, girls, same sex, everybody changes.
2: you so, right. Like, there's two things, doesn't it? I think, I think, First of all, you know, time is so precious. So what's the point, even if you spend a day or a week being like negative or rude to someone, there's just just no point. And the other thing as well is you don't even, sometimes you go, like you just said, you went into the gym and and you were you you probably didn't know whether these people were bad or not. It's just, it's just, breed, you know, it's breeding it in you. It takes more energy to yeah. be yeah. negative. It takes way more energy. It's so bad, much easier yeah. to smile than explain right. not to be negative. Yeah. It's like, yeah but it's... we've all been
1: there and you, you yeah. just got to remind yourself to crack out of it. Sure. <laughs>
2: of course you, you, you have, you have days as well. Is there, is there like for you, Bex, is there still days now where you fall into like a little bit of a uh, depression or anxiety or are you so like just strong minded now that you just, you, 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 you know, just trained definitely yourself? is
3: days where it's happened. Um, I actually had a panic attack in the gym um, a few weeks ago just because I felt like there was somebody laughing at me. Like, and I know that sounds really weird, but it's, I've still got like some issues. Like, it's not going to go away overnight. But compared to six years ago, like, I'm a completely changed woman. Yeah. So it's just, it's just crazy like how far I've come and like looking back where I was, like, you'd, I'd never imagine I'd be in the position that I am now and then hopefully in another six years time i'll be even stronger again like do you know what i mean so and that's
1: amazing so it's people who have bad anxiety they get panic attacks every day so it's not have one for three weeks after everything you've been through mm-hmm. is incredible you're just living a great life now
3: yeah definitely and it was my partner that's kind of basically changed all that right so he's been like a massive uh, he's literally been my number one fan for the last six years like he's been my agony aunt like he's now my uh my loader in the gym, he's my coach, he's like my nutritionist, he does all my filming and stuff like for my YouTube channels, things like that. He just literally just does so much for me. That's awesome. So it's right. like, it's a really good partnership to have.
1: So, all right. So with the competition, the, the ones that we've seen, I don't know why not all of it seems to be televised, but I've, the ones that I've seen is where you pick up a uh, uh, weight on both sides. And I've seen the one where you hold it for as long as you can in the gym and you hold two, two um, dumbbells, no bars where you're holding two dumbbells, obviously I've seen, seen the rock, um, seen the deadlifts, and, and there's another one, I'm not sure what it's called, where you put it on your shoulders and you stand it up. I think you did 300 kilograms with that one when, you, when, you're, when you're walking. Is that uh, right? Yeah,
3: that's called like a super yoke. Right. So, um, wow. yeah, you basically you just have it on your back and you run as quick as possible. Um, at World's Strongest Woman last year, and it's an event this year again as well, um, they actually attached the car to it. So um, oh, yeah, you basically that. you're picking up a car and running from one end of the room with another. To I mean, you know? I've, I've seen you pull the lorry as well. Saw you pull the lorry.
1: Lorry, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, it's just insane. it's I, insane. I, I was <laughs> showing <laughs> James yesterday, and he was just like, oh, "Come on, you know I said, I said "Mate, yeah. look," and he just he went, "She's pulling a lorry." <laughs> a
3: lorry. <laughs> It's, not, it's, it's just, it's fair. just insane. we like, like watching my own breakdown service next week. So. <laughs> yeah.
2: What's your um? What's your favourite event? What's like? What's the one where you go and you're like, yeah. I'm smashing this. There's all no of them compete week, and it's and you really enjoyed doing it. Or is it all of them? I suppose.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I really like heavy moving events. So like the heavy yoke and kind of heavy fans. Like obviously having the strongest grip in the world. Like picking up things and running with them. Like, I know that I'm not going to drop them. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <Flintstones here. laughs> um, but yeah, like I like most of the, the list and things like that. Um, when I was at my heaviest, I hated the medleys, like, at world's strongest woman in 2019 medley? Uh, um, Sorry. A medley is when you've just got several implements like a sandbag or a keg or like a tire or anything like that. And you've just got to like pick it up and run with it right. and then kind of run from one to another. Um, so test more your fitness and, um, I couldn't finish the medley in 2019. That was my first world's strongest woman. Um, and then through COVID that's when I lost like the nine stone and I came back and in the world's strongest woman last year, I came second in the medley by like 0.2 seconds Uh and it was like almost the exact same like event as it was in 2019. So like the difference in that was pretty insane to not Mm -hmm. be able to finish in it before. Um. So yeah, I really like the running events now, but I didn't use to. <laughs> mm-hmm. And what, like, what, what's your, like, I mean,
2: you know, you're the, again, you're the world's strongest woman. What, what keeps you, like, do you just want to keep winning and be, keep doing that and just keep breaking records? Because you can't, you can't, you can't really go, you can't, you know, you can't be the world's strongest galaxy person. or you know, You're, you're, you're the world's strongest. Well, you if know, there's you any know, aliens
3: out there yeah. Yeah. want to challenge me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Like, what's, what's next for you? Or is it just the sheer, like, dedication to keep going and keep winning or, um, or is there so something like that is there is there a particular competition that you haven't won or that like
3: i just want to be like regardless as the greatest of all time wow um, so the current record for the number of world's strongest woman titles is three um and i want to win five titles and um, i was actually the youngest person to compete in world's strongest woman last year as well um and the last five times the world's strongest woman has been won by somebody that was over 40. Um, and I'm only 27 now. So I've got a, hopefully a good few years That's in, the 17 in the sport. That's another sure. thing. I mean, you're literally
1: like one in three and a half billion. I mean, literally what you are one in, no, yeah. one in we just hit eight billion population. So you're literally one in four billion. Like there's no other woman as strong as you.
2: It's, it's not around. just that. It's like, yeah. she, like <laughs> listen, she's, she's 20, 26 or 27? 27. 27. She's 27. Like yeah. you get, you get, uh, you're not there yet, but they'll they'll tell you. You get you get stronger <laughs> when you're you like 35, yeah. yeah, yeah. 45, 50 you yeah. do. 45, 50 like Shut just, up. you know that, that, that older so strength. The yeah. fact that you're 27, like I wasn't strong when I was 27. I don't yeah. know.
0: And you, the fact, you
3: you'd peak, peak sort of towards the 30s, would you say? Yeah, a lot of people peak like mid to late 30s. Yeah. There's just something like different seven. in your
1: muscles, the muscle fibers, isn't there, where
2: they just become stronger because you've been training for so long.
3: It's the maturity in the muscles for sure, yeah. Yeah.
2: But you know what? I think it's I and and made you know. Excuse me for saying this. I think it's the mindset of what you've gone through. You've also still got that like love and light, so you're making it enjoyable and fun. And when things are enjoyable and fun, and you're good at it, it you're but you're unstoppable. You can You know, you, no one can compete with you. If someone's like aggressive or angry but they're really good at saying Or they're lazy like all those things they get. but when you're good at saying really good and enjoying it and it's fun and you're smiling and you've been through that like yeah
3: because that's the thing as well in, in 2019 um i came seventh at world's strongest woman and i let my nerves get to me i wasn't really enjoying it while i was there like i was really nervous and because it was the biggest stage that i'd competed on and um through kind of like covid like a kind of learn to love myself again. And my first competition back, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go out there and enjoy it. And my kind of competition, it was almost flawless. Like I was out there, I was smiling, I was embracing the crowd. Different it makes. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I just wasn't nervous whatsoever. And I just let myself just be happy and be myself. And that translated so well into my competition. And ever since I've just gone out and I've enjoyed it. First and foremost, I go there to enjoy myself. And that brings out the best in me. Yeah. So. Wow.
1: Uh, so that's uh, such a good, a uh, great positive message for everybody else. Where, where do people watch it? Because I, to find all the information, like I had to really search YouTube, Wikipedia. Right. Is there not like, um, I know when it's on, it's being filmed, but is there another place that people can watch like all of the different events?
3: Yeah. It's like it's still quite a niche sport, but it is growing like, mm. um. Ultimate strongman who like Martin C works for and things they're doing such an amazing thing in like getting strongman on like T V, like especially strong woman. So um it's gonna be on like channel five, um at Christmas, things like that. Oh, it's on channel um, five at Christmas. Yeah. Okay, that's so, great. It's really good, like all the competitions that he's doing, like he's just, and he's putting them on in like big arenas and things as well. Yeah. So people can come and like buy tickets and come and watch it live. Um, If you follow like Ultimate Strongman on, on Facebook and things like that. Um, Giants Live are another big brand who, I don't know if you know who Tom and Luke Saltman are. Um brothers. Yeah. yeah, I do know. So yeah. um, they like run like massive competitions as well. And for the first time in their history, they're putting on a competition with women. Um, that I've been invited to in November in Liverpool. So that's going to be in the Echo Arena in Liverpool. Oh, wow. Um, And that'll be a massive milestone, especially for the women's sport as Mm. well. Um, But a lot of it is kind of on YouTube at the minute, but it is starting to break through into TV and into big arenas where people can actually come and watch it live. And,
2: you know, we were talking about this the other day, that, you know, hopefully now there's a big change. I was saying when I watched the women win the football, and like, you know, I had a tear in my eye and everything. was So, like, so nice to see. And
0: it's nice of you being Welsh, huh? Nice of you to have a tear in your eye for the English, English? Yeah. Yeah. English.
2: <laughs> not for the England, but for the, for the women. Um, so like, what do you think it's on a bit of a high at the moment to bring more support, more funding, more awareness to, to women's sport in general. Like what's your, what's your thoughts on that and what, what kind of needs to happen? Is it just a, awareness and people need to, cause it's, it's so interesting actually probably more interesting. I watched the, f- the football more interesting than that because the women reacted in such a different way. They were dancing, they were doing all this kind of stuff. Like, you know, it, it was, it was more engaging and more interesting. So what do, where do we, like, where do people go from here where it's like, right, how do we, how do we make women's sport, strong women more popular, more visible?
3: What, what do you think like the kind of It's crazy, like how much it's grown in the time that I've been a part of it. Um. so when the first UK Strongest Woman in 2016 um, for winning that, I got a tiny little medal and a tub of out of date protein. Um, <laughs> <laughs> literally, <No way. laughs> literally. Honestly. Oh
0: wow!
2: You won. You won a small medal and an eight a date bottle of bro, uh, <laughs> protein. protein. <laughs> of protein. Yeah. Do you know what? my step? My stepdad, <laughs> who's Welsh, he used to do that. He would a math. I got a really nice bottle of protein. You have it it's for you. I was like, he never gives me anything. And then, like a week later. I'd look at it and it's like two years out of date, <laughs> and I know why he gave it to me now. He'd buy it, and just give it to me. That's hilarious. Sorry, I just. So the accent you can do the Welsh, the Welsh accent, accent. yeah.
3: yeah. And then, like that was in like just a gym car park, and it had more competitors than spectators. Like, and that was only kind of six years ago. Oh. Um, and now UK's strongest woman this year, it was in an arena. There was like prize money, like four figure prize money, which was pretty decent compared to where it was, um, and it was televised. And um, so the progress in that time for for the sport of strong women is just insane, and that's huge. So right now, there's, sorry, sorry. There's, and now there's going to be competitions where there's like twenty thousand, thirty thousand dollar prize money. And um, so it is kind of going forward. Um, but basically, just to keep it growing, the fans just need to kind of, almost in a harsh way, is just put the money where the mouth is and and pay for the live streams and pay for the tickets and and things like that. And it shows that there is a demand, like a lot of people. Well, mainly promoters, they kind of say, oh, people don't want to watch the women. But if people actually gave the women a chance and the fans actually went and actually, do you know what, went and paid for the live stream and showed that there was a demand for it, that's how it grows. And that's how Ultimate Strongman and Glenn Ross and and Martin C have managed to grow this women's sport because they've taken a punt on it and they've shown that it works.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, And you know,
3: Sorry, I was going to say. Do you feel like with the the platform that you have, do you want to be an ambassador
0: for the sport and for for women in sport in general?
3: Yeah, definitely. Like I, yes. I actively just try and kind of get women into sport if they if they want to be into sport and things like that. And I'll go and to kind of gym open days and and things like that, and just kind of there and kind of help inspire them to go and go to the gym and be active and things like that.
1: It's evolved so much, right? Because I, yeah. I, I know like people weren't, you know, everybody is kind of set in their ways, right? You know, everyone sports their football team, male football team or whatever. All of a sudden you've got this girls football where England, you know, everybody sort of opened their eyes a lot, right? Then you've got, I keep on saying on Instagram, TikTok, on social media platforms, you've got the girl volleyball player, she did this kind of dance, did you see the one that went viral? No. She was flirting with a guy and she did this sort of dance and it, it went viral it was for women uh, volleyball. Um, and then you've got um, women American footballers, which are getting more, um, they're, they're sort of taking off now. And basically on the, all the stuff you've told me and what we learned from Martin when we spoke to him, I mean, I'm just amazed at like your strength number one physically because now I can understand hold on that strength to me is incredible so I can only see it kind of go in one way so all it really needs is for those arenas to get like the sponsorship people like Martin to push it forward and it's going to be huge like everyone's yeah. going to want to <laughs> see like how far you can push it it's amazing
2: and you said so. They've, did, yeah. so the event side is actually there but people just need to pay to see it and go to see it yeah definitely
3: like um it is growing like like wales's strongest woman was in cardiff in an arena and it was actually the first time that they'd sold out all the tickets and and things like that for it so it is growing like it is growing at quite a, a rapid pace compared to what it was kind of six years ago um the prize money for world's strongest woman last year was 10 times the prize money that it was the year before right um so it is growing and kind of it is Reward, efforts, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like, you've got,
1: you've got November, you've got all these different, the, the one you're doing in November, but when is the actual next strong woman, like the world's strongest woman, the next event? Um,
3: it'll be in, I'll in be in November in Florida. In Florida? Yeah. So. Nice. Go to Disney afterwards as a little treat. <laughs> wow. so where Amazing. are we now?
1: September. No, August, September, whatever. it is, like two months away. So. Uh, uh,
3: 11 weeks.
1: Wow. Yeah. Okay. And and where will people what be able to watch that when it's on at the time? Apart um, from going there, if they're in the UK,
3: there's a, a website called um, OfficialStrongman.com. Okay. And it's like seven ninety nine to kind of pay for a membership, and you can watch all the live stream there. So we and- need
1: to push everybody towards that time when we've pu- pushed this uh, episode out across all our socials, we would really need to push people to go to officialstrongman.com.
0: So you said 11 weeks. Uh, how how long do you need to be show, you know, show ready? 11 weeks? <laughs> the, full, the full 11 weeks. Right, okay. okay. <laughs> but you're also sort of constantly in training. So do, yeah. you, do you need a full 11 right weeks? Yeah?
3: Um, so at the minute, I kind of, my last competition was in mid-July. So um, I kind of, cleared my schedule from then up until November because my main focus of this year is just to retain my title and so every other competition I've not really peaked myself for because you can only really come in in a properly peaked condition like once or twice a year if you're kind of clever about it and so the last kind of few weeks and the next couple of weeks is all more or less bodybuilding kind of training to kind of like just bring up my weaker muscle groups and come in like really athletic and really kind of well-rounded muscle muscular wise what's weak Um, on your body
0: because i don't see anything
3: (laughs) (laughs) the weaker
1: (laughs) the less ridiculously strong areas yeah my little
3: toes like quite weak um and then There'll be like eight weeks of just pure solid like event training. So I'll be doing like the, the yoke work and kind of techniques on on that kind of events and things like that. And then hopefully a little deload and then go in.
2: And I saw you lifting, I saw you lifting um, the dumbbells and the shoulders. What what was that weight or what, what weight do you do on your shoulders here? Is it um, all your shoulders there? Like Sorry. it's like an
3: incline press. Yeah. Um, I've done 40, I think it's like 48 kilos for sets of 10. On each side? Yeah. Bloody hell.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the most I've ever done is 50 kg on chest lying down each. She's doing 48 on shoulders.
0: Yeah. That's nuts. That yeah. Was at, that my was strongest. when I was
2: at
3: my strongest. That's insane. How do you train for pulling a trap? Like what is, is that, that a lot of rowing? rowing, I suppose? Um to be honest, the the one that I did in the last competition I didn't train for it. Um but I'd got had experience in kind of training for it before. But it's a lot of um just simulation. So, in the truck pull, you need to have you need to be able to kind of push through lactic acid, like with your legs. So it's a lot of high rep work with like a leg press and things like that. And um, I've actually got it's called an Exergenie. It's what it's called. Um, but it's actually something that you can strap to yourself and like it's almost simulates truck pull. Ah, you I can see. like put some weight on the sled behind you and like almost pull a truck in the gym, gotcha. but with the sled and weight oh. behind you. And how so, much does that truck weigh? Um, I think it was around fifteen tons. Right. Fucking hell! So uh, you've
1: got to have good trainers, good grip, so- yeah. chalk in your hands. Everything's got <laughs> to be grip
0: in the world.
2: Yeah, I know, but still, you got to
1: have like...
0: She doesn't <laughs> need to talk, she's just spitting in the ass <laughs>
2: I'll, I'll give you £500 to break Jay's hand on his grip.
0: I'd love to see that. She'll and, and, probably beat me in an arm wrestle, that's for yeah, sure. That, of course she will. she yeah, kill you in an arm wrestle. She'll kill you in an arm, arm wrestle. That's what I'm
2: saying. <laughs> anyone get these terrible arm wrestling. <laughs> amazing, I love it. It's like double the size. Yeah, <laughs> um... And do you know what I love as well? You seem so like, I was going to say to you, who are you worried about competition? You seem so confident. Like, <laughs> not, I'm, I, maybe I'm speaking ahead, but you just seem like, I, you seem like you're just going to go in and you're just going to smash it.
3: That's and it. And you're not mentality. even worried about your second or no, left. like I'm, I'm going in to perform to my best. And I yeah. know that if I perform to my best, I'll win. Like, and I go in to win every competition that I do. Like if you go in to, to get second place or go into to kind of, get top five or whatever like it's do you know what i mean it's not the best kind of goal like the way that i see it is if you reach for the stars you're not going to be too mad if you fall on the moon or if you land on the moon kind of thing so i always just strive for greatness like mm. strive for first place and see where you end up wow. hopefully first But <laughs> are you always worried about other competitors or are you sort of look out for them um I've obviously it's like it's better to be aware of your competitors and things like that. But, um, at the end of the day, you can only do what you can do. So my coach kind of deals with all that. And then I just go and just focus, just on, just focus on myself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: It's so, um, I mean, I went through a crazy stage with a film for 10 years and it's so, you know, you, you're doing everything so great. The, the, the fact that you're staying like positive in your mindset is just don't ever lose that because that will just keep you going so well. Like, it's so it's so good to see I really want to see you on Russell J and
0: destroy <laughs> it.
2: Well, we'll, we'll see how strong you are on the uh,
0: on the, boxing, <laughs> the
1: boxing bag you, who's the like closest competition you have at the moment
3: um, probably a woman called Victoria Long who is American right um, so yeah she's probably the person to kind of watch out for at a world's strongest woman this year um, so it'll be a really good kind of match up to see who wins out of the both of us So um, weight and height she's around six foot um and she's about 120 kilos something like that I think um but she's like she's won a lot of like the major competitions. she's not won world's strongest woman yet um, But I know she is gunning for that title um but I know that if I come in healthy and uninjured then I'll hopefully beat her Mm -hmm. (laughs) is the plan like last year it's a three-day competition and last year I was really plagued with an injury I was actually going to pull out after the first day and because I couldn't sit to stand by myself my knees were completely like messed up Um, so it was just pure adrenaline that got me through days two and three (laughs) but then I still managed to win in that kind of condition so to come in hopefully uninjured which is why I've taken this time out of competition just to kind of focus on
0: and in that time, do you do a lot of body maintenance and body conditioning? So
3: massages yeah. and, you know, chiropractors. And, do, you do, cold, yeah.
1: do you do cold plunges, hot and cold treatment? Yeah,
3: I've got um, a jacuzzi and a cold tub in my back garden. Ah. So I'll literally, after every training session, I'll go and dip in there and have that. That's been like an absolute godsend. And how do
2: you do it? Do you do hot and cold or cold than hot? How does it...
3: Um, if, well, it depends. Like, if I feel brave enough, I'll go straight in the cold. Well, <laughs> I'll do like three minutes in each and I'll probably do like three or four kind of sessions of hot and cold. And what do you
2: end on? What um, is it good to come out on the hot or good to come I out the cold? I end up with the
3: hot. Right, okay. Yeah, it just keeps your muscles kind of like warm. You don't yep. want to kind of end up with the cold and then they kind of start to season up. Right. So,
2: yeah. My, um, I've got a final question, which is probably a big question, but you're so young. You're 27, like, and you're not going to be doing this... So you're 45, I don't think like it, it. So where do you, you're going to keep smashing it. Where do you see yourself in like, what, what do you want to do after this? Where do you see yourself in 10 years, you know, or you're 35 or
3: whatever? Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Like, um, obviously the sport is going to still be carrying on. So maybe going to like commentating and things like that. Um, but at the end of the day, like I'm still probably, even when I retire from the sport, I'm still going to train, I'm still hopefully going to be like a public figure for people to, to look up to and help inspire people into kind of doing what they want to do. Um, I do eventually, like, maybe want to try and go into, like, TV and film, and things like that. Um... <laughs> Open your gym, maybe? Um, yeah, possibly. Like, maybe going to personal training. There's a lot of different avenues. Um, but again, like, I'm still young. Like, still got years to decide what I want to get into and what I want to do.
1: That sounds fantastic. I mean, you're so, um, you know, I know you're obviously strong, but you're very soft as well. If you don't mind me saying that, like, she's not, going like off your
3: <laughs> No, it's just you like. You see my house. It's like full of unicorns and Disney stuff. No, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you, when you <laughs> went, you was <laughs> so soft and like, yeah, it's when, lovely. When you but... went
2: to when I was on the phone, you went to Mia. She's like, yeah, this guy's waving to me. I was like, yeah, just punch him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> punch him <laughs> off in <laughs> a
3: in a flipping Hawaiian <laughs>
2: shoes <laughs> on. <laughs> <laughs> you told him he's going to Florida. That's right, look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. <laughs> so I'd have um... him if
3: he had a surfboard, but.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's. Yeah, like I said, there's a there's a soft side to it. You. you said you got Disney, you got loads of Disney things in your house. Yeah, and wow. unicorns. I'm it's obsessed. You're not going back a, from Florida.
3: Dreamcatcher yeah. tattoo. Yeah. <laughs>
0: you're
1: not, have you been to Florida before? Yeah. Yeah, you know you're you love Disneyland. Uh, yeah, oh, I
3: love it. Like world's strongest woman, the last like couple of years has been in like Florida. So every time I go to Disney, like it's a little yeah. treat because the prep can be grueling. So we yeah. just let ourselves have a bit of time off afterwards.
2: There's something really uh, interesting with this. Like they, they said about Mike Tyson. You remember when Mike Tyson would be like this? animal in the ring this absolute like you know just be so up and all that, And then you get and be like, hey, you know, it be yeah, so nice and calm. Nice, yeah. I can just imagine like the, the women competing with Rebecca, like like, you know, lifting these massive boulders and then and then seeing her in Disneyland, like playing with like,
0: some, <laughs> some ten beers or
2: something. Like, like, like that would just fuck you up, wouldn't it? You'd just be like, hey,
3: me. That's
2: a, that's a bit of a mind fight. Like
0: so Mike oh, Tyson like... would
1: be super friendly to some of his yeah, opponents. Oh yeah, how are you doing? And yeah. I can see you doing that being super friendly. And then it comes to the weights and you're just
0: Killing everybody else. Rebecca, I wanted to ask, and we asked some of our other guests this question, I think Julius as well. What what do you do to G yourself up before you do an event? Like, is there something that, you know, you get really focused in the zone and you just kind of like say something to yourself or,
3: you know? Um, to be honest, like I'm probably one of the only people, one well, my coach kind of says that I just kind of, I'm really happy and like smiley and things like that right until about 10 seconds before the event starts. And that's when I'm just like, right, focus on the the event in hand and I just kind of play it through. Like I imagine myself lifting it like hundreds of times before I actually go and like lift the weight, like the night before, the day before and things like that. But I just try and just stay as relaxed as possible right until the last second before I have to kind you of listen to music on. as well. Um, not really, no, like, I just kind of like, just jump about being all happy and flailing and you like, Disney, characters, you, Disney yeah. characters in your mind. Like, <laughs>
2: that's amazing. I hope this,
1: people watching this are inclined to come and follow you on your social, but also watch World's Strongest Woman in November. Like that is, that's what we need to put some time into to make sure that it gets seen. For yeah. sure. yeah. Have
3: a little watch party. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We could do it. Actually we could do Yeah, we could.
3: do it when it's on. Yeah. How long definitely. is the whole event? um so it's like a three-day event so it might be a bit difficult and they usually span like about six hour days so you'd have a okay. long watch party a <laughs> yeah. oh, watch party it could be good on the finals yeah. wouldn't yeah. it yeah yeah. yeah. A draw. just
1: for a draw people in yeah.
2: okay thanks wow. thank you so much you've come all this way for for, for us today it's amazing honestly and you're yeah, yeah you're, you're welcome really you. and this light you have is amazing i feel like it's great it's really great yeah so much for yeah going. great inspiration thanks thank very you. much becca
0: thank, thank you, you.